Palm Sunday is a wonderful day. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of palm waving. It's a day of pageantry. It's a day of procession. But it's also something of a strange or a complex day for it presents us with something of a paradox. As we approach the the majesty of Holy Week, as we tread towards the greatest moment of our Christian calendar, we have a Sunday which seemingly tries to hold together more than is possible. On the one hand, traditionally, this is Palm Sunday, when we retrace the hooves of a donkey going through the stony, narrow streets of Jerusalem. And we distribute our palm crosses and we wave them in jubilation. At least some of us do, but that's okay. But on the other hand, it's also a day when we tell in advance... Almost, uh, almost like a film preview, the story of betrayal and crucifixion with all the agony and torment that that includes. And that's a lot to balance. And it's a lot to try and hold within a single act of worship. But Palm Sunday isn't some odd prelude to that which is to come. Palm Sunday, along with Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and of course Easter Day, is fundamental in the work and ministry of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ and to the saving grace and love of God. And on Palm Sunday, we discover Jesus acting with great care on the greatest stage of the day. Jerusalem wasn't only the Jewish um, heartland. It was the seat of royal power for kings and rulers. It was watched over by, well, a nervous garrison of Roman imperial power. There couldn't be a more brightly lit stage upon which Jesus chooses to enact the coming of the reign of God. Any clever people in church? Okay. Who's got a degree? Put your hand up, don't be shy. Oh, there they are, look, the boffins. You know, clever people, academics and the like, that's people with lots and lots of ologies, you know, they have studied Mark's gospel and they often point to the special messianic secret. At key points in Mark's Jesus story, as people are healed and as miracles unfold, Jesus urges those touched by God's grace to keep quiet. Hold your tongue, mum's the word. It's as if the right moment hasn't yet come. It's as if (coughs) the great moment Jesus is waiting for mustn't be devalued or obscured by giving the game away too soon. Well, in chapter 11 that we've read today, the moment is here. 
Secrecy and hiddenness are cast aside and the most public stage of all is lit by the dazzling reality of God's never-ending love and saving grace. And so it is that Jesus has planned the action with great care. The cult, that tiny donkey, is where it should have been. Can you imagine what would have happened if it wasn't? If those two or three disciples had been looking for it, it kind of wouldn't have had the same effect. The words of reassurance, like a code, are spoken and received positively. What would have happened if the donkey owner had said, no, it's my donkey, you can't have it? It wouldn't have had the same effect. But it worked. Jesus had planned it. And he rides into the city that has known so many royal processions and military processions before, and he's hailed by the crowds who sing the ancient psalms of royal triumph and welcome, like Psalm 118 that we've read together today. And Jesus takes his place amongst those who have ridden in to the shouts of the crowds, amongst the great and the powerful of history. And in so doing, he launches God's assault upon the great and the powerful. Under the gaze of Roman soldiers and Jewish officials, amidst the superheated atmosphere of Jerusalem, crowded with Passover pilgrims, Jesus comes. Oh, picture the scene. This cult was tiny. Chances are that Jesus' feet were dragging in the dust and there's a very mixed crowd of faithful followers, bemused and curious, and Jesus arrives in the capital city and he brings loving kindness and humility in the place of military might, simplicity in place of grandeur and royal parade. And what Palm Sunday offers us is the chance to contemplate again who Jesus is and what it means to say that he is for us and that we are his people. Riding into Jerusalem, Jesus invites us to join him on a journey of humility. Scripture speaks of God's mighty power and glory. And indeed, when you focus attention on the wonders of creation and the like, we glimpse something of the scale of God's plan and God's intention. But this is the day when we are confronted by God's gentle humility and by a love that seeks us in ways that defy our expectations. God wants to come close, travelling at the pace of a laden donkey. And so it is that the hopes and dreams of Psalm 118 unfold. Salvation steps into our day, and we know that this truly is the day that God has made and we can and we must be glad about it. You don't look glad. Most of you look quite glum, really. Oh, let's see some smiles. Got your palm crosses? Give it some. 
You've put it down. We'll pick it up again. Come on. God, in his steadfast love, is revealed in the one who rides that donkey and who takes the risk of coming into our lives and reaching out into our minds and into our hearts. He risks our fickle faithfulness. After all, the crowds that sing a welcoming Hosanna will all too soon slip away to be, re- to be replaced by another crowd shouting, Crucify! But today, we tell again the story of that journey. And we tell it for its truth. We tell it that its truth might flood our lives and it might flood this world. Or think for a moment of the mission of our congregation here. Think of the pastoral care that we embrace and share. Think of the needs that surround us on life's journey. Think of the needs of the community. Think of the needs of our families and friends. Think of the disasters that communities face in so many places and the suffering of so many people. Oh dear. What? Where is the answer to the world's myriad problems? What and who can we put trust in? To whom can we turn? Who can this world rely on? What, where might hope arise? Oh, my dear friend, it rises in this Jesus, on his colt, long ago in the gateway that leads through the wall into the heart of ancient Jerusalem. For here is God made manifest. In this, God comes as close as God can come. Heaven and glory are set to one side so that Humanity and the ordinary might be touched and held and saved. And here God declares that we're worth it. Do you like that advert on the telly? Because I'm worth it. Yeah, right. Well, here on Palm Sunday, God says you are worth it. Because Jesus comes close by And God declares that we're worth the toil and the trouble of salvation. Just think of the week that is to come. Think of the people we'll share tomorrow with. Think of the work that we must do. Think of the challenges to be faced and the boring bits to be got through. Think of the needs we know about already and the people whose lives will rest so heavily, perhaps, in our hearts and minds. And Palm Sunday speaks into all of that, into the jumble of things that involve us so regularly and so often. And the word is that God in love is here, travelling at our pace, Don't you just love it that it was a tiny donkey plodding along? Wouldn't it have been a pain if he was in an E-type? 
Wouldn't it be a pain if he was on a great charger, one of those great big horses, and he galloped by? There he goes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a pain if, like the boat race, you've got to go inside and watch it on the telly? It doesn't work like that. Jesus comes slowly on a donkey and he comes at our pace so that we can see, so that we can recognise him. Oh, perhaps like the little boy, you've got to jump on a stool so you can see clearly. Who knows? But Jesus comes gently in order that we can come, in order that we can see. And as he comes, God declares that we are worth saving. Of course, we may not always feel God's closeness. On occasions, God's loving touch may seem uh, elusive to us. But Palm Sunday remains as witness that God in Jesus has entered our world and is transforming it. He's entered our lives and is transforming them. And that's why, along with the voices, old and new, we too can sing. We too can. And we must proclaim along with the people of Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Are your arms aching yet? They will be soon. Because on this Palm Sunday, we can and we must wave those palm branches, wave those palm crosses, And cry aloud, Hosanna, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Amen.